welcome to the first episode of the Liberty Blues podcast. Um, we're going to be speaking about, obviously, libertarian kind of issues and, and the law and stuff like that. I'm uh, the host, Sean O. Uh, if you'd listen to my old podcast, a, a Progressive and a Libertarian Walk Into a Bar, this is going to be on the same channel. Um, this one will have very little progressive points of view in it, I assume. Uh, maybe... Uh, maybe some uh, conversations about it, but no points of view. So uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, yeah I'll go back. I'm John Phillips, um, not related to the John Phillips who does have some political influence in Indiana. I am from Indiana, but not, no relation to that John Phillips. Um, I view yeah, Phillips Jr. in terms of uh, uh, libertarian mostly, but um, Anything that's not related to the two-party system is is better than what we have now. So, uh, somewhat left in general, but also <laughs> somewhat well. And I'm a lawyer. If that counts for anything, or maybe it counts against me. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I'm Steve, and I'm a high school art teacher. And I'd say that I am uh, politically fluid. I'm I'm all about who's best for what we need. So that's me. And I'm 50 years old. As we all are. I think we're all fit. Uh, we all turn 50. So, uh, yeah, that's still. Maybe we should call this the so, yeah, Old White Guy podcast instead. But you pick the name. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably already taken, though. I actually had trouble finding a, a Twitter handle that I could use. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Our Liberty Blues at our liberty blues so follow us there uh we should be popping up on all the different streaming services once we get it up and going um and we'll see how it goes from there you can also follow me at mad sean osborne on twitter and this might make you mad on facebook and uh, a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar on all those other things so i guess we should talk about the the new news that's going on right right now uh ruth bader ginsburg uh cashed her chips in and everybody's going fucking nuts about it so let's go to the lawyer first and see what he's got to say about it all what do you think about them trying to ram through the thing after they didn't want to vote on obama's uh pick like well uh, you, well your question sort of when you say ram it through it sounds like you're um Coming from the well, Democrats. That, yeah, that's, that's what the progressives say. So, yes. Right. If you're on the progressive side, you're saying they're ramming through. If you're on the um, conservative side, you're saying they're just following what the Constitution says that they're allowed to do. But depending on what your, the current situation is and what your affiliation is, it seems to change everyone's point of view. So, um, it's easy to interview these um, pundits from either side and say, you know, have them say their piece about why they should go forward with a new nominee or why they shouldn't, but it's directly affiliated with their, the party that they identify with. And you can even go back and get tapes of each one of them saying the opposite's true when the situation was reversed. And so yeah. they really don't have any credibility in that regard. But the problem is no one really calls them to task on that. I mean, you know, most of the news media that interview these people have a political agenda of their own, so they won't really ask them the real question, which is, you know, are you saying this just because that's your um, political brand that you're 
committed <laughs> to, and you're committed to that more than you are the American people. They won't really ask that question because they know that the same is true with their own candidate. And so yeah, that's yeah, we're in. Yeah, that that that's that's it. That would be great if somebody did ask that question. Can you imagine the look on their fucking face? Right. I'm very anti hypocrisy, so it's tough because of the whole uh, Obama push, you know, they said, Oh, we gotta we can't do it in an election year and here we are now. So Yeah, the, the, the hypocrisy the is what bothers me. Hmm? What does the Constitution say? So it, uh, you don't have to wait for any kind of election. It's up to the Senate to, um, to, to confirm the, the justice after the president nominates him, but there's no real requirement uh, in terms of what that time frame is. Um, obviously, since the Senate's controlled by Republicans, they're going to try to get it to happen before the elections. There are certain things that the House can do procedurally, and since that's controlled by the Democrats, I'm sure they will try to uh, throw some blockades up in the way uh, to try to make that not happen until after there's a um, a new new Congress, you know, maybe even a new president after the new year, and they'd like to have it obviously uh, be appointed by Biden. And I don't know if they're able to slow that down enough or not, but those those rules aren't really a constitutional issue. It's more just a procedure uh, as far as the House and Senate rules go. Right. They, the Democrats got rid of the filibuster for this too, didn't they? So they kind of shot themselves in the foot with this one, if I'm if I understood that correctly. Because there used yeah, to be a filibuster they could use. Like. In yeah, you I'm know. not sure about the filibuster rules and how they apply to the the nominations. I do know the Democrats did uh, shoot themselves in the foot with uh, with that. But that that's what they do best, I guess. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> So, uh, what do you know anything about the uh, any of the uh, the the women that he's looking at? Trump is. I know one from. I know the, yeah, I know she went to Notre Dame, and she's uber Catholic and extremely pro pro life. So, uh, that's a, What's a libertarian viewpoint with respect to uh, choice and you know what the constitutional standard should be. Uh, in terms of the, women's reproductive health, the Libertarian Party takes zero stance on it. They let their their candidate have their own view on it. Uh, they act, you know, there's some people who want to. It's called a pl uh, plank. So I think it's the fuck. I forgot what number it is, but the Libertarian Party has chosen not to take uh, a stance on it, saying it's up to the individual uh, person running for office what they want to say. Um, the some people more right leaning are trying to get that plank removed and just leave it blank so that it doesn't seem either way. I, I personally like the plank that they just leave it alone and let somebody uh, choose their own stance. There is a caucus of the right uh, shit. I forget what it's called. Uh, a caucus within the Libertarian Party of pro-choice and pro-life people, uh, women particularly at trying to um what's the word i'm looking for they're trying to work together on something they can both live with and really what it seems like is they're trying to make it so that um the government doesn't pay for any of it because that seems to be a big sticking point for a lot of people because it goes with you know the funding of different places like planned parenthood or something like that that money you know christians don't want their money going towards that and you know obviously the pro-choice people do so if they can say it's still legal um, 
and not have the government paying for it, that would be at least a step in the right direction so that people aren't at each other's throats over it. I know RBG thought that the case uh, of Roe, Roe v. Wade was a, was a weak case and actually gave the, the, the right more ammunition because of some stance on it. I didn't really understand it myself. As it seems a, to me that the real libertari libertarian view would be that you don't get involved in people's business like that. And if, yeah. to the extent that the government's trying to make a person do this or that, that, that yeah. it seems like a libertarian view would be that that's not really a, something that the government would get involved in. So why, why aren't they taking that stance if they're libertarian? <laughs> Yeah, there, there, there are there like uh, Jacob Hornberger, the guy that uh, one of the guys that was running for president, uh, but he got beat by Dr. Jorgensen. He said he's actually pro-life, but he would not impose his views on other people. Uh, the liber so the libertarians that are pro-life uh, look at the NAP, the non-aggression principle, and look at abortion as a uh, you know like as aggression towards you know because they believe that the fetus is a life. So that's where they're coming from is the non-aggression principle. Like I said, I'm, I'm extremely pro-choice. You know, I, I, uh, I don't think the government should tell anybody what to do with anything. So I'd say I borderline on anarchist in that sense. So I don't think they have any business in it. So, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with you totally. What about Mr. Marin? How's he come down on this? Uh, I'm, I'm all about the government not telling anybody what they can do, especially especially for the most part, it's a bunch of old white men telling women what they can and cannot do. And yeah. That's the biggest issue I have. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a, uh, it's not just the old white guys. There's actually a lot of conservative, you know, like uh, uh, Catholics, like you got a lot of Filipinos that are pro-life, uh, a big portion of Latinos and African-Americans. I mean, I know African-American Democrats who look at, uh, uh, abortion as genocide on black people because so many uh, abortions are given to black people, uh, black women. Uh, well, a couple, so, a couple problems uh, about that, though, is one, I think everybody will say, you know, abortion is bad. So everybody agrees on ab abortion being bad. But then the issue is going to be, you know, how, how do you prevent that? Are you going to make, or is the government going to um, test every uterus you know, in the country of, of a bi every viable uterus to find out who's pregnant and then quarantine yeah. them away from sharp object. And it's ridiculous to me that, you know, especially those on the right who say, well, we're, we don't want government in our lives, you know, government right. democracy brings stuff down, but then they want to bring government into something that's so personal. Mm -hmm. It's just not workable, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, nobody wants abortion, but how to make it, illegal or how to keep a woman from doing anything to the fetus i don't know how you would do that how's that going to be yeah yeah second, yeah libertarians want to make oh, it I got easy one more. to the get second the one is you know oh. as far as the federal law go what authority under um federal law gives the federal government any control over that i have no idea i mean i know yeah zero yeah to, they, they weren't given that power right so, yeah so that, that's a real constitutional stretch but um yeah, so. I know that that's what uh, Jacob Hornberger had said. He said, you know, that's that's the real sticking thing is how would you know if they did make it illegal? He He's really bothered by the idea of how would they police this? You know, you're going to start locking women and doctors up, you know, and all this kind of crazy stuff. And, you know, that 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 ultimately, you know, that's that's just 
that's just crazy thinking about that. You know, like, uh, you know, you'd have doctors reporting people, you know, women, uh, you know, who, you know, who maybe they found out they were pregnant and the doctor knew it and all of a sudden they weren't pregnant anymore and all this stuff, man, that's, that's some scary shit right there. What if they just hit them like hard with uh, holding back funding and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the idea is if they, if they, if they do that, where if the government's not paying for it and using tax dollars, I think that goes a long way to at least alleviating some of the people on the rights issues with it. They don't want their money being spent on that. Right. I can relate to that, but let's uh, skip to something else. I mean, other than, you know, avoid a vote on the Supreme court relating to, uh, you know, women's health issues. What other issues do you think are important as far as uh, having a new uh, voice on the court in terms of a libertarian outcome there, Sean? I would really like it if they just uh, if they if the three branches of government behave like they were supposed to. I'd like them to rein in, you know, the the president's powers. You know, when he tries to do things, say, "No, nah, that's unconstitutional. That's not in wait, in the in the what do you call it in the job description." That would be great. Uh, that, yeah, that's that for the one. reason for the whole checks and balances. Yeah, yeah, you know that that. There's no checks and balances, if you ask me anymore. Congress doesn't do shit except for just ex- decide how much money they're going to waste. Um, let me see. What, what would be another thing I would have them do? Um, uh, you know, I, I, with a lot of these issues, because, you know, the Supreme Court's federal, I think a lot of this stuff is going to come down to, to states. states. Wait, say that again. You're if a, state, a certain state. I think a lot of the stuff's going to come down to states' rights. Uh, uh, the Supreme Court might shoot it down federally, but that doesn't mean a state can't do it. So uh, I think some of that's probably going to come out with this, if, if, the, if the court's like this. Another thing I'm kind of concerned about is the whole packing idea, like that the Democrats just want to retaliate and start uh, putting a lot more justices on there. And that just kind of reminds me of, you know, the stuff that was happening in Rome before they collapsed. You know, just right. add more senators trying to get it just extends the gang fight between the two parties. If you ask me, you know, it, it's all crazy and shit. You mean adding more justices to the Supreme Court? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, they, they're already talking about that. They're talking about the next, you know, when a Democrat gets elected, if Trump does this, that they're going to automatically um, put two uh, nominate two people uh, to even it out more. And that's what they'll do. So I, 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 I just, I don't know if I'm a big fan of that either. So, you know, I, I am a big I mean, fan of, you know, you know, right now the, the justices are on there for life and many of them are octogenarians or, you know, in their seventies. And mm-hmm. I don't think the framers of the constitution really envisioned people living this long when they thought, okay, we're yeah, going to for the rest of their life. You know, these yeah. people have been on the, the court for so long. And, you know, Thomas Jefferson was in favor of there being at least some sort of vote um, of confidence. And so, although you wouldn't stand election as a Supreme Court justice, you know, once every six years or so, you would have a, a vote of confidence and the general public would vote and say, hey, do we want to keep this person in office. And Thomas Jefferson was in favor of that, but ultimately... Uh, was he? He, he, he lost that argument and it became for life, but I don't think any of them, you know, when the life expectancy was 45 or 50, I don't think they imagined Supreme Court justice to serve as long as, as Ms. Ginsburg. Yeah, that's, that's true. 
Yeah, you know, uh, Thomas, too. I mean, shit, he's been in office longer. He's been in, in on the bench longer than her. So I think he was nominated the year, year or two before her. So, yeah, we got some old fuckers on the bench. Because, yeah, if, if, if Trump nominates this woman, I think she's in her 40s. I mean, she could she could technically be there, or maybe late. I don't uh, you know someplace around there. She could be in there thirty, forty years. You know, I mean, that's crazy. I'll be dead before she's off the bench. Yeah, that that is crazy. Yeah, it it goes to show a lot of times because the Supreme Court really is a lot of times kind of behind the times because of that. You know, they they were always behind the times on a lot of civil rights issues and stuff like that uh, because you have a bunch of people who are, you know, so damn old and, you know, in their backwards ass ways. Yeah. I mean, they, they're deciding on Google versus Oracle and, you know, I got to teach my dad how to, you know, answer his phone. So (laughs) I don't know that these guys are in the position to, you know, be making, making calls like that. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's like having me fucking, uh, you know, explain to people how to drive my blind ass yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so is there any other stuff uh about that that you want to talk about or we can get up some other topics up to you how about uh all right i think we don't want to beat that to death how about since you guys are in indiana how about uh rainwater over there in indiana you guys seeing a lot of signs for him or anything in Tippecanoe county i have not rainwater Rainwater, the Libertarians running for governor. Oh yeah, no, I've not seen any signs at all. Really? I've got a friend of mine who keeps putting things on Facebook constantly, and I see that, but that's about it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's probably me. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Other yeah, than he, that, uh, I probably wouldn't know that he was running. Yeah, it, it's weird. The Republicans and Democrats like to keep it. Yeah, yeah, they really do try to hide it. I know in a poll recently, he he got twenty four percent. So he's only like 10% behind the Democrat. So that's, to me, that's, that's really cool. I, I hope, uh, I hope he does good. That'd be great if he, if he was able to pull it off, uh, you know, cause he's, he's for uh, legalization of weed in Indiana, which would be a great thing. Uh, hopefully they'll do a better job of it than California did because they, man, they tax the hell out of it out here, man. It is crazy. Really? Are you letting grow anything? out there uh yeah you, you can yeah you can i think they limit the number of plants i kill everything i touch so i don't grow anything otherwise i would um but then they they still there's limits on like what you can do with it like you have to have a license to sell it and stuff like that so they make it prohibitive for somebody like me to have uh you know to grow anything and sell it and you know supplement income and things like that which is complete nonsense you know, that's, that's cronyism. If I've ever seen it, you know, where they, you know, make it so the corporations can do it, but not the average person, they'll still throw your ass in jail for selling weed, you know? Uh, you know, so that, that to me is, you know, hypocrisy on the highest level that, you know, one person can do it, but the other person can't just because they had money. So that is nonsense, but some other stuff, uh, uh, obviously like rainwater is for less taxes and stuff like that, which is really great. He actually made the debate stage. I think the debate's coming up sometime this week. Uh, so that's going to be nice to actually see a Democrat, a Republican, have to deal with a libertarian on stage. And another libertarian, um, 
Brad Barron, he's going up against Mitch McConnell and Amy McGrath. And last I heard, he was he was still making the debate stage. And then there's another one in Utah. I can't think of his name. Oh, Rob Laham, Laham, I think. But he's he's actually going to be on the debate stage with them because they're obviously not going to let Dr. Jorgensen on there. So it'll be nice to see a libertarian be able to get up there and be on stage. And, you know, people won't be able to say they can't make it anymore. Uh, you know, so they've got it. They'll see how they handle themselves. And it's going to be interesting, you know, especially uh, Rainwater. He's the one that's polling by far the best, you know. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see that debate. October, yeah. October 20th and again on October 27th. That's when they are? All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's going to be great. Shit. Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to – I will be posting the hell out of those <laughs> those days. Yeah. Man, that's right before the election too. Shit, that's cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it fresh in uh, everybody's mind. Hmm? You want to keep it fresh in everybody's mind. Yeah, yeah. I know the the one in Utah, they're supposed to have uh, debates starting on the 20 – I think it's the 24th of this month, and they're going to have uh, two or three more debates between the 24th and October 30th. So there's going to be a few of those debates. So that'll be nice too. Nice. I'm not sure about the, the one with Mitch McConnell. I'm sure they're going to try really hard to keep Brad Barron off the, off the debate stage there because, you know, in Kentucky, I mean, Kentucky is already kind of libertarian uh, leaning, you know, I mean, they've got Rand Paul okay. and yeah. Thomas Massey. So, you know, and Mitch McConnell is, you know, he, he's a, uh, you know, one of those, uh, non-liberty minded Republican. So it'll be fun seeing him try to defend himself on things like the second amendment and stuff like that compared to a libertarian. That's going to be, that's going to be quite enjoyable. What are the things you guys looking for? And when you vote, like what issues? Man, I don't even know. For me, it's uh, just about, uh, as somebody who doesn't have a, an obligation to one of the political parties, that's kind of, I mean, when the system is this, this corrupt, that's kind of the, you know, the overarching issue, everything else is kind of moot after that when you consider, mm -hmm. you know, the, I think the process is broken when you have just two political parties. That's just, that's just one more than the Soviet union. Really <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's nothing free about that at all. Uh, just no. voting one person just because they're slightly less offensive than the other person isn't right. really what democracy is about. And I think that we, we have a point where things are just so completely partisan. Nothing is working. The legislature is completely dysfunctional. It's completely disingenuous. And so anything that does any candidate that would sort of split that dichotomy that's screwing everything up, that's what I'm going to be for independent of any like minor issue related to you know, specific things on guns or abortion or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm so against the third, uh, I mean, I mean the, 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 the two party system that if the green party had a chance, even though I disagree with them on just about everything, I would vote for them just to, just to break the fucking system. Cause you know, if they had a chance, but I'm, I'm very thankful that it is the libertarians and not the green party. I'm very anti-war, so I like that anti-war, anti-war on drugs, or, you know, in the war on drugs stuff. That stuff's very, uh, very powerful so that's to the me. Green Party plus pro and being pro-environment, anti-war, that's, those are kind of overlapping parts of both the Libertarian and the Green Party, I think. Yeah, they do. They, it's funny, they have the same goals, 
but different ways to get there. The, the, the Green Party seems to think, you know, I don't know, it's, it's funny because they have that hypocrisy. They don't like monopolies, but they want to give the government a monopoly on things. Right. Like the government, you know, they don't trust the government, but they want to give the government all the power. And that just, I, I can't wrap my mind around that idea that they, you know, they don't like the cops, but they want to give the cops all this power to enforce all this crap that they want to do. So I don't know. So, but like I said, you know, they're better than a Republican or a Democrat. At least they're trying to do something. Right. Yeah. We've and, only got uh, left on our Zoom meeting time. How many? Like a few minutes. All right. Well, I guess that, I guess we said about enough for today. This is our first episode. So uh, uh, you guys want to finish off with anything then? No, man, I like this. I like this platform. I like, uh, I like the fact that if you're listening, you're able to find us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what, what I'm going to do in the future is I'm going to try to set up some interviews. I'm going to try to get a hold of Donald Rainwater uh, and some of these other candidates, see if I can get them on our podcast, and we'll do some interview shows and anything like that. So, uh, you know, like I said, follow us on Twitter at Our Liberty Blues and, uh, you know, share the podcast. It should be available on most of the podcasting, uh, what do you call it, Black portals platforms portals so it'll be on spotify apple um shit stitcher google amazon uh but i guess if you're listening to it you don't fucking need to know that anyhow so (laughs) So. (laughs) So. all right well thank you thank you uh john and steve and hopefully uh hopefully we'll get another one out in the next uh few week or so i'll see if i can get some interviews all right good peace out everyone all right thank you guys later later